this morning. Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt Bernard. We shall be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the deal. Um, we got Jessica on the phone. Oh, Jessica is on the phone. She's ready to go? Yep. Yay. Yeah. Well, that's good news now, isn't it? Right? I would think so. Absolutely. You horn tootin'. That's mm-hmm. all I have to say. <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> remember they used to say that you, you horn... That's not you... No, I don't remember that. What? Thing. It's not you horn tootin'. What was it? Jessica, help me. It wasn't your horn tooting. You're darn tooting. You're darn tooting. That's what it was. Darn horn. Horn tooting. I don't know what the hell it is. I grew up in the inner city. It didn't say horn tooting or darn tooting. Are you a rootin' tootin' cowboy? What's going on today? (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Jessica Jones, ladies and gentlemen, the book, The Untouchable Jessica Jones, a real-life journey of love, forgiveness, and evolution from the Jane Doe who helped bring... Now, how do you say that again? NX, NXIVM. How do you say that? Nexium. I think. Oh, nec- oh, it is Nexium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that like a heartburn medication? Yes, or something? it is. You know, I Used think there is. Be. I think there's also a Nexium that's like a shampoo or something. Oh, there's Nexium. <laughs> oh, there's a Nexium. Nioxin. Nioxin. Oh, there's Nioxin and Nexus, yeah. <laughs> so Nexium was an American oh, cult that engaged in sex trafficking, forced labor, and racketeering. Oh, great. Fine. So I didn't know so mafia, I didn't know mafia was spelled N X I V M. Yeah. Basically, you're taking over mafia territory there. You better be careful. Racketeering. They don't like it when you move in on their racketeering. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that. Uh, so Jessica, how did it all start with you? How, what happened? Well, for me, you know, my journey was really different than most of the people. But something that drew us all together was that 
I had a really traumatic childhood, and I had always been someone who wanted to improve themselves, to elevate themselves and heal. And so I came across ESP, which most people don't know it as, but Executive Success Programs, which was their personal development humanitarian course. And so I took the course. I had really incredible results, and that's how I kind of, you know, started, entered their universe. So that it's called executive. What is it now? Yeah, executive it's success it's program. What are you doing? There? It's your. It's this show that comes up on my t- case. Well, then shut it Cassie, off, you feel. Turn off, weirdo. It is off. My mind. Jessica, do you down. work with any pains in the ass like uh, L.A. Nick? <laughs> Cassie tags me and it pops up on my phone. It comes live. I can't stop here, it. Here we go. Okay. Sorry about the, the distractions. <laughs> Jessica Joan, we are back to executive success program. So did you know it was part of Nexium? Do you, I, did you even know what Nexium was? Well, Nexium was basically just like the umbrella name for oh, okay. it. Okay. And then they had a lot of other like courses and businesses under that name. The company has been widely described as a cult. It was shown in court to have been a recruiting program for a secret society called DOS in which women were branded. Yeah, I don't think Catherine is going to let me brand her anytime. My wife is sitting right across well, the table. What is, Pretty what sure, no branding. Is, uh, how does this stuff get going and happen? And, and people are like, go yeah, under the, great. Yeah, go under Sign the radar. And mm. It's happened right it's, here in Minnesota. It's incredible to me. It happens right here in Minnesota. Well, this is the thing. This is, like, this is super, super high-level manipulation. And the most sinister part about this is that they attracted good people that wanted to better themselves, that wanted to help other people, and wanted to help the world. So then they used their vulnerabilities, their insecurities, and everything they know about them against them. Um, And then the DOS part, um, which I actually knew it as the vow, that was the woman's only secret society that only some people were invited into, which I was invited into. and that was supposed to be, it was sold to me as a women's only empowerment mentorship program by these very high level women that mm. were meant to help make other women be these powerful forces in the world. Okay. For so, good. Okay. So you, you, you get in there thinking you're going to be doing this great job and, and all of this. And then when does it become apparent that things are not okay? Well, like I said, it's a long-term indoctrination. Like, it's, for me, it happened very quickly. I was actually only involved for maybe, you know, six months max in, in total. Um, but for me, as soon as I realized that something was really off was when I got the special assignment from Allison Mack, um, which was a, an assignment for her to basically groom me to be a sex slave for Keith. What a story this is. And who started Nexium? incredible. Was it Allison Mack that started it? Was it, it, was it Keith Raniere? No, Rainier? it was Keith Raniere. Okay, it was He's Keith been Rainier. doing all sorts of things for over 20 years. 20 years. That's amazing. Is this all, so it's, is this all about power and control, Jessica? Is that what, what he's all about? Power, control, and, you know, he's obviously a sociopath and a psychopath. Right. And it was one of those things where he really you know he he wanted to abuse women and he wanted to have control over people and also he greatly benefited financially by attracting a lot of really affluent people that were you know paying for his lifestyle flying him private to go see the dalai lama so things like that how did he talk now first of all i pointed this out several times i do a morning talk show as well jessica and i pointed out many times on that show that if you think anybody living in Hollywood is normal, you're way off base. People in Hollywood are susceptible to this because they have daddy problems or mommy problems or some kind of problem. No matter how famous they are, how much money they have, they still have in their head, mama and daddy didn't love me enough or whatever it was. Uh, so they're very vulnerable. I would say a good 90%. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's, I lived there for a long time, so I could say that. Sure. They're, so, Jessica, you find them as... Like really, oh, and I full confession. By the way, I had daddy problems myself, but I, you know, luckily I didn't care for him, so it all worked out in the end. But in any case, in any case, uh, 
so this guy, guys like you, this Keith, know the Keith Rainier know this that these people are vulnerable. No matter how powerful or rich or famous they are, they've got a lot of vulnerabilities. Is that not correct? Absolutely, and you know, I have the belief that everyone is walking with some sort of trauma. Of course, unless you've sure. done the work, but even then, it's deeper. And Hollywood does attract a certain kind of personality where there is outside validation that is, you know, being sought after. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why they also sought after, like, these actors or famous people because they also had influence. And, you know, with this group specifically, like I said, they preyed on people's goodness. You know what's so interesting about that is just by coincidence, because I didn't know you were going to be on, Jessica, which is great, <laughs> but on Monday, just two days ago, uh, somebody asked me about you know, being in radio. This is on the show. It was on the air. They asked me about the radio and how'd you get into why'd you get interested in doing radio? And I said, You have to understand something about radio. And I believe television too, I'm not sure, but I know radio for sure. People that are on the air have daddy problems. Every one of my ever met had a daddy problem. The three people that are on the show, morning show with me, every one of them had a daddy problem. One of them was because his dad died way too young. But it's still a daddy problem. And then the other people who have mommy problems wanted to be on the air, but they sucked, so they got into management. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's absolutely very true. Specific, very specific. <laughs> <Just> very <laughs> That's very specific, Tom. It is, yeah. But, I mean, all of this stuff is based on, well, right now, Jessica, uh, I look. you look back 100 years, and, and, and if you were in that situation, it was some some form of religion that would attract you because you thought maybe, you know, there was a... a and I, I look, you want to believe in God, that's fine. I, I don't have any problem with a belief in God or any of that stuff. But now it's politics, Jessica. If you don't believe in the politics I believe in, I should just destroy your life to get you out of the way so I can get my message across. So I don't see the diff- a whole lot of difference between what Nexium did and what these two political parties are doing right now. They're ruining people's lives. You know, I don't disagree with you, Tom. <laughs> oh, it's just I terrible. Don't disagree. I mean, this is the thing. Like, the reality is we're supposed to be all connected as human beings, yeah. as souls. Like, not just as, as people, but, like, with the planet, with the animals. You know, not to sound some type of way, but that's the reality. Like, the truth is all people want to love and be loved. That is the core yes. of the nature of everyone. But unfortunately, how the world has been and society and how things have been set up has been, you know, made to us to make us feel less than. And that's exactly what this group did mm. is it preyed on the insecurities. It broke us down knowing we wanted to be better and then dangling this carrot of we can help you. And because there yeah. was a lot of good in the curriculum, people got hooked on it because they felt better. They were elevating, but at the same time they were being indoctrinated and uh, manipulated. It's so incredible. I mean, there's just so many stories like this. You know, Epstein, Weinstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dines, oh, there's Steen, way more. They're the is. ones you hear of. There's a lot of them that you don't hear exactly. of. Exactly. <laughs> well, a lot of cults operate like this, and they stay closed, and they keep them away from their families and mm-hmm. away from their friends, so well, people can't well, point it out. That's pretty much the definition of a cult. Uh, yeah, yeah. It really is. Is. Is, that, is that what they were doing, too? Were they, keeping, were they somehow keeping you from the outside world? Well, what happens is when you, like, enter that universe and you start learning this language and you start getting educated in this curriculum, you believe that you know more things than other people, that, oh, they haven't taken the course, so they haven't dealt with their issues. So, like, it becomes a little bit of, like, an elitist mentality. So it's kind of like Scientology did, like, they're... they're Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. The whole thing just amazes me that people just cannot stop taking advantage of one another. And it's always about the money, isn't it, Jessica, with this with this Keith Rainier prick? Oh, I can make a lot of money off of just mistreating people and controlling people and showing people how smart I am. I'll make a It was pretty much about the money, wasn't it? Um, I definitely the courses weren't were not, you know, they were not cheap. Um, they were they ranged from four thousand dollars to eleven thousand dollars. Somewhere even upwards to twenty, twenty thousand, depending on which one you did. So money was a huge factor, and then they would want people to go into debt, and then also there is an indentured servitude aspect oh, to it because sure. now people really want the course, and now they're working off paying these courses. Um, 
So it's very similar to Scientology. I was going to say, it that's sounds... what Scientology does. They get you in these classes and you can't pay them and you go in debt and then yep. they own you and you start working really? with them. Well, because, and, yes. And I know so many people got sucked into Scientology and in Hollywood. They just got sucked in and they, they're they owned by them because they own so much money and they just have to keep working for them and recruiting new people to join Scientology. Oh, yeah. and well, we had, cult, you know? we had not Leah Remini, but her sister. Yeah, her sister. Is I can't a remember person. her first name. Leah Remini's sister. We had her on the podcast, and she was talking about Scientology. And it's you, yeah, you have to pay to get to different levels, oh, so you're God. closer to being awake, like woken or whatever and stuff. Yeah. And it's clear. like clear, clear, right? yes, clear. Yeah. And I'm like, can you just look at the cliff notes of Scientology and be like, this is a major scale? Like you have to pay to be closer to God. That yeah. doesn't line up. That doesn't like line Catholic. up. What's his name from Mission, Mission Impossible? What's his name? Then? Oh, Tom Cruise. He's, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, that, Tom. He's all the way to top. He's you clear. Are, yeah. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. clear. He's clear. Yeah, he's clear. I'm clear there. <laughs> you know, I love about Tom Cruise. I'm clear, and yet I can't stay married to somebody for more than about three hours. No, I just love that about he's him. He's got a lot of mental health issues. He does. He does. Sure. There's no question about that. He's part of a Scientology group. Well, but you know they're not as bad as the people that do it just because they're pure evil. There's, no, there's people no, that you're do right. it just because they're right. pure evil, man. Uh, Ca- Ca- not for the money. Cassie just uh, texted me and said Keith did dabble in Scientology, so he used their well, structure go. in his cult. <laughs> so yeah. there you yeah, go. So yeah. definitely studied that along with like many other seems, things. It seems too close. So, Jessica, why do you think it is that we as human beings, as I said, I already admit to some daddy problems and my wife, this is a family podcast, so my wife is here, our children are here, in-laws, God, this family friend, I can't remember his name, but, but, I love it. So it's a family deal all the way. And what's interesting, Jessica, is that having you on today, because I never know who in advance who's going to be on, because I, like I like the surprise, and it's like, oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> uh, I just talked this morning on the morning show about the fact that I've been doing a lot of reading on where we're headed right now, and boy, we are pretty much step-to-step step with Nazi Germany right now, back about 70 years ago, because what, what they're going to do next, jo- Joan, uh, uh, excuse me, Jessica, what they're going to do next, if we allow them to do it, they're going to move into, okay, it's white people. And now we're kind of, it's in the white men are evil. Next, it's going to be Christian white men are evil. And next, it's going to be Protestant Christian men are evil. They're going to keep narrowing and narrowing, because that's what the Nazis did. They kept narrowing the focus so they would have total control over everyone, which is where these political figures want to be. They want to be in total charge. About the money. It's about the money, man. What do you think about that, Jessica? Ooh, spicy question. Yeah, for real. <laughs> spicy yeah. question. Like, I mean, this is the reality is that there are a lot of things in play right now, and like you had mentioned before, there's a lot of division and a lot of separation, and I feel like the more that the the powers that be are able to disempower people the more control they're able to to put and that it's up to the people it's up to us to remember how empowered we are to not be manipulated to critically think and to love one another because this how the world is right now is not how it's supposed to be like something is seriously wrong I think what's even more scarier are these big, huge social media companies. They're like Nexium. No doubt about it. They have, people don't understand the control, the power, the money, and the information that Facebook owns. You don't understand how big it is. It's bigger than this country. It's around the world. They have, yeah, Yeah. it's global. And they know everything about everyone and they, they have a lot of money. It's, it's scary. And now the government's working with them, it's even more scary. Well, and plus the fact, so as soon as the government started working with them, they decided that they were going to just eliminate anything that you yeah, said they didn't like. It's scary stuff, man. They just get rid of it if they don't yeah. like what you're saying. We're in scary times. That is very, that's terrifying, Jessica. I, I don't disagree. Um, I don't disagree with you guys at all. And, you know, I'm one of those people where I, I'm not addicted to my phone. I mean, there are times where, like, yeah, do I get caught up and do I need sure. to use it? to make things happen, but I also make sure that I take time to separate myself from social media, from electronics, to take the time to reconnect with myself, reconnect with nature, because that's 
that's where the truth is and that's when you get to like break out of this whole system <laughs> just oh yeah it, <laughs> it's pretty interesting this, this conversation could go very very deep but yeah <laughs> well yeah but i mean it, it is well let me just put, put it this way I grew up in a family. I adored my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Uh, wasn't so wild about my dad. Um, wasn't so wild. Uh, my mother, on her 62nd birthday, I brought her 62 red roses and told her I loved her, and she started crying. And I said, why are you crying? And she said, you're the first person that's ever told me you loved me. Isn't oh that amazing? God. And that was the first time you ever told her you loved her? Yeah, yeah, Dad. Why weren't you saying it earlier? <laughs> because nobody, <laughs> nobody said it anywhere back in those days. No, no. that wasn't like a thing. That, that is true. Threw out. It was not like a thing back in those days. That is days. true. Gosh, yeah. I tell everyone I love them. All I know. The time. That's what we do. All yeah. Literally. The, the thing is, even though like there are a lot of scary elements in, in the world right now, and like what you're saying about Facebook and these big, you know, big yeah. tech oligarchs, yeah. um, the reality is, is that love is the most powerful thing. But yes. the more that we get into a space of fear, the more we're actually letting them win. Because when you're in fear, you can't you don't you, you can't really like plan ahead. You're in a state that actually lowers your immune system and it disempowers you. So really like one of the things and one of my messages that I promote is protect your joy at all costs. Like even if, if things are burning down, not to say that like that's great or anything or we want to promote that but even when there's chaos you need to find your joy because if you don't have your joy or find spaces and places and ways to be happy what is the point and what what, like shutting us down and making us feel disempowered and unhappy is the easiest way to control us yes yeah there's no question about it's really really important that we we get away from what we're doing on the national news right now and stop with this hating everyone uh, just get an example of what I'm talking about. One of the people I'll mention, you don't know. The other one, you, I'm sure you know who he is. I have two very f- close friends. I love both of them. One is a guy named Chad Hartman, whose father, Sid Hartman, was a legendary broadcaster. And now Chad is Chad is very, very liberal. I love him. He's a dear friend. Mike Lindell from My Pillow, Very conservative, but he's a very close friend. I love the guy. Uh, how is it possible I can take somebody, and, and I'm kind of middling, Jessica, so it's like I took somebody on the far left and I took somebody on the far right, and they're my friends. I don't agree with some things either one of them have to say, but I can like them as a person. Can we get back, do you think, Jessica, because it sounds to me this is what you're doing. You've gotten back to judging people on an individual basis instead of in a, in a group thing way. Right, absolutely. Well, this is the thing, like, Politics aside, like, those are, like, ways of division. Those are things that are not even really helping us as a humanity, and it hasn't been. So to, for, if people want to be caught up in that, that's, like, their choice. You know, I, I personally don't do that. I, I watch things. I see where things are going. But that doesn't dictate how I live my life. So, like, yes, there are actions you can take. There are, like, getting involved in the community. But really, if we're not fixing ourselves as human beings, healing our trauma, mm-hmm. and, and getting to the real stuff underneath all of that external stuff, it's kind of irrelevant, you know? Sure. And at the end of the day, like, there is light in all of these people, whether they, they're liberal or conservative or independent, and it's just getting back to that place of humanity, that place of love, that place of connection. Like, how are we more the same than how are we different? Yeah, no question. Now, Jessica, was there a point, or what was the point, because there obviously was, what was the point when Jessica Jones said, yeah, something's going on here? How long did it take you to realize this is not for me? Um, oh, sorry. Hold on one moment. No problem. Sorry. One moment. Yeah, we can take a break here. Can she hear? I don't know if she can hear me or yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be a bad idea to take a break if you need a couple minutes anyway. Hi there. Sorry. Thank you for holding for one second. That was like a little emergency call. Um, so to, to go back to what you were saying, um, the moment that I realized that this wasn't for me was when I got that special assignment. Because what Allison Mack was doing was that she she tried to use the fact that I had been sexually abused and oh, like as God. a child. And she oh. tried to use that against me to then 
do basically get interact with Keith sexually. And so when she gave me that assignment, she said to seduce Keith and have him take a naked picture of me, which, full disclaimer, I didn't do anything. Uh. I haven't been branded. But for me, when I asked her, why would I even do that? This is really confusing. And yeah. mind you, I'm trusting her. I'm trusting the people. Sure. I'm living in Albany. And she said that if I did this, this would help me get rid of all of my issues around being sexually abused. Jessica, can you, stay so, with, can you stay with us for another I, 10 minutes? I have to take a break. Can you, can you stay with us 10, 10, 12 more minutes? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll take a very quick break. Jessica Joan with us, ladies and gentlemen. The book, The Untouchable Jessica Joan, A Real-Life Journey of Love, Forgiveness, and Evolution from the Jane Doe who helped bring the Nexium cult to justice. Right back with Jessica in just a couple of minutes. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my Profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Jessica Joan, our very special guest. The book is called The Untouchable Jessica Joan, A Real-Life Journey of Love, Forgiveness, and Evolution. From the Jane Doe, who helped bring the Nexium cult to justice. Uh, your book is available everywhere, is it not, Jessica? So it's available on my website, TheUntouchableJessicaJoan.com. The Kindle's available on Amazon, and when the book is released on August 31st. It'll be available on Amazon as well. Wonderful. So you'll... Yeah. So in other words, you help pay for uh, Jeff Bezos' flight into space by working for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you look at my Instagram story right now, I'm going off on that stuff. So oh, uh, really? So aggravating. Oh, people are very pissed off at him today. Oh, are they mad? I mean, I'm sure. I mean... It's which should be more than today. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It just, none of this makes sense. And I'm so glad that you guys, 
I feel like we're very much on the same page with a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of issues on this planet that could just, one billionaire, like, can just, like, just like a portion of their <laughs> money true. can just solve mm-hmm. the world's problems. But my biggest thing, why did he give Vance Jones $100 million? A hundred and a chef. He gave a chef a hundred million dollars. Do whatever he wants with it. My God, see, you too. see you. See how the phone thing works? What? No, it never does it unless you're here. No, oh, Jessica, yeah. he's yeah. a disaster. My phone rang it's and it's your fault. fault. It's my fault. That's your phone's ringing. Yeah. You yeah. weren't tooting right there, That's Buster. That's interesting. I feel like I'm at like the dinner table with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jessica, this is the dinner and table. The other time, the <laughs> first time it happened, it's the show. The show sends my sends my phone alert. I check the alert and my phone's ringer's off. I check the alert and it starts pointing the show. You're a disaster. That's yeah, a Facebook thing, I think. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not me doing it. Don't so, check it. Just leave yeah. it. Yeah. Throw the phone. My, I'm not going to bring my phone in here anymore. Yeah, so then no I, well. it'll be all Good Tom's plan. fault. It's all my fault. Then. Yeah. Jessica, aren't you fascinated by this conversation? There's no question. <laughs> oh my about God, it. You know, it. as we're Great. talking about all of this stuff, it kind of occurs to me that women seem to be so vulnerable to this kind of uh, scam or cult or whatever you want to call it, and it also seems yeah, and it also seems like women are the ones that are driving a lot of this activism unrest, uh, dislike of this group and dislike of that group. Is it because it must be some sort? It's like a herd mentality. I think that women need to start looking at well, when they're young to realize that you have to have some. You have to have some direction of your own mind and not... That is definitely a problem with social media. You know what I'm trying to say? What am I trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) What you're trying to say. I mean, this is really deep, you know. I mean, we we could take this as far as, like, you know, ancestral trauma, generational trauma, and really, like, the, the, the female wound because we've been oppressed for so long. And the reason why women tend to be more susceptible to these kind of things is because we're innately caring, we're innately empathetic and and wanting to help. Like we, you know, our hearts, like our hearts are mostly on our sleeves. Not to say that some men don't, but that's just how we are. You know, we're we're the the mothers, the caretakers. Like that's just innately part of our DNA. And so, it's very important that women rise up and become empowered and remember, like the truth of their power to help protect one another. I mean, not just women, but like this is, this is a collective effort that we need, but I do feel that that women are at the front of this and it comes from our own healing and getting our power back. You know, it's so amazing too, Jessica, is when there are guys out there that want to help. Anytime I hear of a young girl or a young woman who's been sexually abused or physically abused or whatever it is, it really rankles me. My mother would never lay a hand on us, and she raised all of us. She was not about the violence, but I do remember many, many years ago, um, when I had, I guess I was about 20, 20, 21 years old, and this, this girl I grew up with, well, she was a woman then, she was 20, 21, and she told me that she had been, I, 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 she was not raped, but she was molested by a guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'll, I'll take care of that. So I called the guy and said, stay right where you are because I'm on my way over, right? I got a call from a police sergeant in the 4th Precinct who said, you go over there, you're going to jail. And I said, what? He goes, I just got a call that you're going to go over somebody's house and beat him up. And I said, yeah, so what? And he said, if you do that, I'm going to put you in jail, and he is not going to suffer anything. What kind of law is that? What kind of system do we have where, where you can't even protect a young person, a woman, somebody smaller than you, somebody older than you, younger than you, you can't protect them anymore because now they just call the cops and cops, co- cops have to say, you can't do that, man. Even more now. Even more yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, because it's, it's, it's a system that doesn't work, Tom. It, that's uh, why. Jessica, that's and exactly And that's why it. a lot of victims don't go forward. And that's why, I mean, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole thing that needs, it just, we just need something new. <laughs> what, what, what boggles my mind is, is in these bigger situations like Nexium and, and Epstein, there's always a woman, an older woman involved 
that's conning, oh, that's yeah. helping yeah. conning these younger girls. Well, it's like a bait and switch thing. It's like you know, you're like me. But so how I'm do they find that? How do they find that older woman that would do they it? They do. Like, how it's do they, amazing. They, it's weird There's that they exist. No shortage of sociopaths out there. Believe I me. Guess so. Exactly. And, and they come exactly. in all shapes and sizes. Yes, they sure do. I actually think that the way we're operating the world right now is producing sociopaths. I wouldn't doubt it. No question. Well, especially this country. Yep. Yeah. No question. Mm -hmm. By the way, Jessica, the statute of limitations is not. 40 years, so I can tell you, he did pay the price. <laughs> I just wanted to. Uh, that's just how it is. I just love your, your strength, Jessica. Where'd your, okay, so you, you had mentioned that you, you had been molested as a child. Uh, where do you get your strength from? Because you have a lot of strength as a human being, Jessica. You know, my strength comes from, I, like, it comes from many places. It comes from the source of love that I've always kept, even as a child. And, you know, my connection with my higher self, not that I was always realizing that I was connected with my higher self, which is what led me to that, you know. But because I endured so much pain and suffering at a young age, mm. I developed a sort of resilience that, like, to just keep fighting, to just keep surviving, to keep moving forward, and knowing and trusting that my life was going to be different, that this was not what my life was meant to be. My sure. mother left. When I was five, I had a reverse Cinderella story. Like, my life was, when I was really small, it was pretty cushy. It was, like, a nice experience. But then it flipped. And then, you know, I had to deal with parents that were dealing with substance abuse that were also, you know, drug dealers. And, like, the SWAT team come in my house in fifth grade. And, like, you know, much more details in the book. But that gave me an experience of understanding how real life can be and how it's not just like rainbows and bunny rabbits and I had to learn how to take care of myself and also my strength comes from the fact that I, I care so much about protecting innocent people and that I don't want anyone to ever feel the kind of pain that I've been through and that's also why I handled the next in situation in the way that I did but I do believe that we can all be happy that we all deserve love and deserve a life that we feel joyful about and I've experienced that like multiple times over even though I've gone through some of the you know the darkest depths of what's available on this planet you know it's it's just something innately in me and that's part of what my book is my messaging and even with you know storytelling through film and television what I'm here to do is to relay that message inspire it use my own experience, like, all of it. I think it's a great story. Jessica, I think, uh, to tell you the truth, uh, I had, I have to believe that you told yourself when you were a little child, I am never going to give up. I'm not going to let this get to me. I'm not going to surrender. Did you have to tell yourself over and over and over for years to not give up? Was it that hard? Oh, my gosh, Tom. Like, there, there, like, there are many times, like, as much as I am very strong, which I will mm -hmm. say I am, even though sometimes they don't realize it, it's just who I am, but the strength comes from the fact that I cry a lot. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I am so deeply vulnerable and so deeply sensitive, but in that same breath, I am sharp, and I will take whatever I need to take to, to make sure I need to take care of myself, and... There's been many times just in my car, just crying with such overwhelm of my experience. But after the very deep cries, and I catch my breath, and I look at the mirror, and I, I get myself together, and I just keep it pushing. You know, one of the great things about it is I'm a pretty big guy, and I've been around a lot, and a lot of tussles and all that stuff. You can ask my wife. I cry very easily. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I do, Jessica. I think it comes with age. Nah, always a always, always. I'm the same yeah, way, even though I'm. Superpower. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the, probably the last person you would ever expect, but yeah, I do too. For me, I for me, it's... it came with age. Yeah. He really cries easy. After 50, <laughs> I do too. After 50, I cry <laughs> real easy. I cry, I do too. I cry <laughs> three times a day. Probably. Three times a three day. Times a day. <laughs> most, mostly, don't cry that much. mostly out of happiness. And it's not like a full cry. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I understand. But you know, yeah. like something sweet will happen sting. and I'll kind of yeah. like tear up. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's so For me, sweet. it's dumb things to make I me cry. I'm so, you guys. I'm human. And I love that yeah. hearing you, you men saying that you cry because, you know, you guys 
have been brought up in a society too where like men don't cry, be tough, be a soldier, and that's so that's so undercutting the whole experience of what yeah. it is to, yeah. to be a male. Like there's this documentary called The Mask You Live In. It's really great and it goes into all of this and like for women at least we get to like talk about our feelings. We can ask out all sorts of emotions, but you guys are just like tapped in the box. And it's where it is like what what builds up rage, resentment, anger, and you guys have no places to to express yourself, to get in touch with these feelings and I mean, there, you know, there's a lot there's a lot that happens there. It's it's an imbalance. Yeah, no. So problem. I love that you guys cry and are in touch with your vulnerability because oh, yeah. it's important for every person. Like there's masculine and feminine energy and in all of us, in all things, and it's about just being balanced. Exactly. Now, Jessica, are you doing a, a radio tour as well as a podcast tour? Yeah, I did one already, but it's going to continue, especially as the book um, is coming out, and we'll be doing book tour. And I also have a podcast. We just dropped the first season, but there's my podcast, The Untouchable Jessica Jones, that's like on all the podcast streaming, and yeah. Okay, well, it's all happening. What's, what's, your, what's your Instagram page under? Uh, my Instagram is love Jess Joan, like Joan of Okay, Art. I'm going to send you a, a message in there. Jessica, okay. I want to I want to have uh, the the morning show producer, the morning show I'm on, reach out to you. I'd love to have you on the morning show as well. We've got a really really big audience. It'd be good for book sales. Believe me. Yeah, that would be really wonderful. I'd love that. Well, thank you, dear. It was great having you on. Thanks so much. Yes, this has been such a joy. I mean, I just feel like I was at the dinner table with you guys. Yes, yep. I appreciate all the truth that you're sharing, and you guys are doing great work. And it's just, it's been a joy to be with you guys. We feel the same Thanks. way. We'll talk to you Thank soon, you. Jessica. Bye. Talk soon. Okay. See, that's what I love when all these people out there in Whispering Acres, they're, oh, I'm a victim of this, and I'm, I'm a victim of whispering that. I'm a victim. Acres. Here's a young woman that was molested yeah, she several was a victim. times. Yeah. And she has the strength and the character to come forward and say, this ain't going to happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah, she seems to be very level-headed. Never called herself a victim once. She had, she had a tough true. time. She didn't. Yeah. She never used the word victim. So these people with their, I'm a victim, oh, get away from everyone's me. Everyone's a victim today. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> a victim. I mean, if you're sexually abused, you are a victim. Yeah, yeah no doubt people about it. Yeah, but you can look at it. The preferred word is survivor. Yeah, right. survivor. Right. We're also yeah. talking about people who are, it's like, you know, my they gave me half-calf instead of, Decaf. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a victim. Right. <laughs> What's well, like that, Michael Scott? I am the victim of a hate crime. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what a hate crime is. Well, I hated it. <laughs> well, I hated it. That is very funny. That was a, big, a good show. There's a big difference in having the mindset of a victim and having the mindset of that's a survivor. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can go through something tough, and you can choose to do something with it and make things better for other people. Yep. Or you can blame everybody and be hateful and just further make yourself unhappy well, they can, but they do carry it too far sometimes like yesterday they changed the name of asian carp i know because, they sure it's did. Race, they did. because it's hateful it, and they changed it to something worse what Invas- is it now? invasive carp invasive to me carp. that seems more that seems worse that, that no. makes that's more of a hate speech the asian carp is from asia I, yeah, What's the problem here? I don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't understand. Well, apparently and, this just takes. This is uh, only an Illinois thing for oh, now, which makes sense. Oh. Because, they, yeah. they changed the name of some spider recently too. They, oh yeah, the uh, yeah. Uh, God, I saw it. What was it? Here, my, God, I can't think. Of it. I know exactly what you're talking. About. It, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even. It wasn't even like a racial thing. It, they just said it was offensive. Well, remember, speaking of the, the office, shit-eating spider. What was his name again? The lead, the lead guy, Michael Scott. Michael Scott, when he comes on and he says, yeah. "Hey, let's go have some lunch, man. Let's have some Mexican food." Is there any term less offensive than Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't quite well. Asian carpet. That's Mexican. That I'm, is I'm sorry. Thing you can't now, say though. you want to go get some Asian food or Chinese food or exactly. Thai food. Mexican I don't understand food, any of it. They won't even. People won't even say Latino. They have to say Latin. Latinx now. Yeah. No, Latin. Ask any first generation hispanic immigrant oh. what they think of latin x and they'll tell you it's just ridiculous i'm sorry so it's, it's gonna be where you can't say italians and germans well, anymore that's kind of what i you know it's ex-talians this is all part of I, I don't know ever since women have got 
gotten involved in politics. I feel that things have gotten a lot worse as far as that kind of herd mentality stuff, which I always thought that part of the problem with politics is that women weren't being represented. But now that women are in there, it's almost like... There's nothing that can make anybody happy anymore. No, you I think it's social it. media. And what does it all is. of these are driven by social media. All of these, you know, you can't say Latino things. That's all social media campaigns. And the problem is everyone in government is a million years old. And when they see a tweet, they think, oh, that's a big deal because when I get a call, that translates to 50,000 people. So, you know, one tweet must be 50,000 people. Yeah, exactly. So they see two people tweeting something, and then they make it a law because they don't know any better. Well, then you've got, you've got AOC who just capitalizes on social media. She's, she's starting a whole merchandise oh, uh, empire. Well, there's a difference later. between women in politics and that type of woman in yeah, politics. Yeah, but that's who is uh, that's who runs. Yeah, that's who that's gets right. in people there. vote for is the problem. Because yeah, there are nobody s- wants any level-headed, common-sense-viewing person. They want crazy people who should be in politics that aren't because no one votes for them. They would rather vote for the hyper-emotional weirdos, yeah, exactly. Like the squad. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like everything. You know, you're not gonna. If you have a good experience at a place, you're not likely to go on the internet and talk about how wonderful it was. But if you have a bad experience at a place, the first thing you're going to do is is jump on the internet and go on Yelp and Google and give horrible reviews. And so it's like people just... Normal and good is like, well, whatever, it's expected, but it's the sensationalist. Well, bad news travels faster. Yeah. Negative, and like, negative and all this screaming and complaining, it's like that's the stuff but, that gets people riled up. But, but a, isn't that the problem? Yeah, but that's what I. No, the problem is money because the people who do the craziest, stupid stuff, like, like, disregard the flag at, at the Olympics or something, right. they all of a sudden get a $20 million deal with Nike. Oh, yeah. That's just oh, the, yeah. It's the way it yep. works right now. So yeah, even though Nike outrageous. uses slave labor. Yeah, if slave you do labor. something outrageous, never understand this world. you'll get a deal. Yeah. You have to do something That's outrageous true. against the United States, yeah. and you'll get a deal. That's just how it works today. Something will happen at the Olympics. Watch. One person will oh, do I it. Guarantee. And they'll Something's get a deal. Gonna happen, yeah. And they'll get a deal. Yep. I guarantee you're absolutely right. Someone's going to want to be the next Jesse Owens or whoever that was. And yep. the press is going to hail them as some global hero saving the universe from racism. But Jesse Owens did great on merit. And was treated terribly yeah, the whole that doesn't time matter, he did though. And just, still did it. Yeah. He never gave up. Well, there's, exactly. a guy, there's a guy from Kenya right now who's running for the Olympics for the United again. States, and he fought in the U.S. military, and he is an American citizen yep. now, Jesus, and he you. said, I'm doing this for America. Yep, I saw that. And it was pretty good. I love it. So I stuff love like that I tear up on. Yeah, me too. Stuff like that. I, that's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Look, I mean, we're in a situation, like I said, I've been doing some reading lately about uh, you know comparing today to 70, 75 years ago. Not much different. I thought of something while we were talking about, you know, the Asian carp thing and all that. When I was going to Catholic school in North Minneapolis as a kid, there were no French or Italian or German people. There were frogs, <laughs> spaghetti benders, yeah. and, and just go down white, the list. Yeah, white backs, beaters, we call them beaters. All of it. I mean, everybody was called, like, yeah. you would not have been Italian. You'd be no. a spaghetti bender. You were WAP. WAP, yeah. That That's was the interesting thing is because when I grew up, People didn't do that. No, they no. did not. But now they're doing it again because the government has sown so much racial hatred that it's back in fashion to be racist. Whereas <laughs> we were we were great for like I, twenty I years. I agree. I agree with any. I think yeah. the people loving this stuff the most are the racist. Oh yeah, the oh, racists are loving life. They, they, oh, yeah. they, they, they love all this. Part of yeah, the no one now. ever yeah. used racial slurs when I was a kid. We called no. each other gay all the time, but we didn't use racial <laughs> no, they slurs. Did. I mean, we, actually, actually, we called everything. Gay. Actually, believe it or not, kids. Still say gay. They do say gay. I, I think that's heard, just I how it is. I seen some kids the other day going, "That's gay." Young kids, so they still say it. Okay, so mm. let me tell you what I've been reading because we only got about two minutes here. I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Again, comparing 75 years ago in Nazi Germany to America today, basically, if we follow the lead, which we have so far to the letter, by the way, trying to trying to compartmentalize people and you're good and you're bad and you're horrible and you're blah, you know what they did to the Jews, basically. 
Um, what's going to happen next is it's not only going to be all white people are racist, but white men are particularly racist. You. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you. Yeah, me, absolutely. <laughs> and then it's going to be not only white men are racist, but it's going to be white Christian men yeah. are racist. Well, there you are on the Christian We're already side. there, yeah. There, already, did we already get the already Christian there. deal? We're already there. Because then the next one is going to be, so is, is white man, you're this end, then you're a Christian man. <laughs> You're a Protestant man. So you and I will get off the hook. That is we probably grew up next. Kids. Because oh, yeah. Catholicism oh, is big the among Hispanics. The Christianity yes. is already big. Yep. It's already huge. But they can't go after Catholics because a lot of Hispanics are Catholic. Yeah. Not a lot. All. They tried going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. basically all, yeah. even, the, even the most hardened... The hardened criminal, Hispanic criminal, well, is still Catholic. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's no, like the mafia. Right. They all wore crosses while they were slitting each other's yeah. throats. <laughs> but they're all still Catholics. Even like MS-13 and stuff are Catholics. Well, remember when, uh, what's her name, um, Supreme Court lady, Catholic? Supreme Court lady. Newest one. Amy Barrett Brown. Oh, yeah. 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 Amy, Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah, Amy, there you she's go. actually not, I don't think she's, she's Catholic. She's Christian. She's just, yeah. yeah she's I thought actually. she was, well, because people no, were all upset. They were like, oh, no, her religion, she's going to. She's Christian, and that was enough Catholic. to make, make them crazy. She's like, but she's, she had been linked to like a f- super fundamentalist Yeah, she's church. not Catholic, though. Yeah. Oh. Biden's a Catholic. Yeah, because then they voted in Biden, and they have no problem with Catholicism among Hispanics. And black people are actually more likely to be Christian than white people. That's true. Her whole thing was she was linked to a church that used the term handmade and like. Oh, but a handmade was a thing people. before the show but existed. I'm, but I'm saying like they used it recently and it was <clears throat> believed to be kind of what The Handmaid's Tale was based off of. And was the church that she and she spoke had some been connected to. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah, and she doesn't believe in gay marriage. And so it was kind of like the fact that she was so intensely seemingly Christian, like... I said, like, fundamentalist, almost. Yeah. That's what people enough, are concerned about. And funnily enough, she starts... She, basically, all of her rulings are pro-left. Yes. Yeah, they are. Interesting. So far, yeah. they, well, they're, they're just, pro-left. I know, it's right. so interesting, because when she was, yeah, up for the chair or whatever, everybody was so freaked the F yes, out that America was going to turn into oh, Gilead. Oh, that's why they were going like, to have to pack the courts yeah. to, to get, rid, to get mm-hmm. rid of her yeah. She'll be the and longest now that judge she, in history, because she's, she's so, so young. young. She's yeah. very young. And now that, yeah, now that she's in there, I'm like, I haven't heard a thing about her. No. It was all anyone talked about. One person said, I was wrong, you can be religious and also uphold the Constitution. Yeah. of the United States exactly. impartially. Yeah. Because Did you know you can do that? Job. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brett Kavanaugh, when he was running, he was an alcoholic, rapist, you know, gang, violent ra- abuser. Yeah. yeah. Zero proof for any of it, but it, everyone instantly believed it. He got on the bench, and all of a sudden the scandal evaporated because it doesn't matter anymore. And he's also been... And he's also been very... left. Yeah, pro-left. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We have to take a break here. That first hour ran over a little bit, but that's cool because there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. And we'll be right back with hour two.